Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Baby I. You're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. This is the podcast where we talk about every Bruce Springsteen song alphabetically one by one. My name is Rob Carmack, and I am here, as always, with J.B. Clark. Baby, I am here, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Baby, we are recording this podcast. So uh, this song, Baby, I, J.B., as you know, was released in 2016 on the compilation album Chapter and Verse, which came alongside Bruce's autobiography, uh, Born to Run. Yeah. And uh, this was sort of a, a composite of just a, it almost sort of like kind of a greatest hits collection, but also sort of like a, a retrospective in the order in which like Bruce, like kind of like the stuff that's important in the history of Bruce Springsteen. And it was like was, the big moments he mentioned in the books that were songs. Yeah, exactly. And so this this is actually the oldest song that we have of Bruce's record. It, it was actually not even record, recorded by Bruce as a solo artist. It was recorded by the Castiles, which was Bruce's first band in Freehold, New Jersey, in 1966. Bruce was 16 years old when they re- released this song or when they recorded this song. Um, the song, just some basic facts here. The song was co-written by Bruce Springsteen and George Thies, who was the other guitarist slash vocalist in the Castiles. He was also the founder of the band. So, in in here's here's the the kind of the brief story of the Castiles. In 1964, George Thies saw the Beatles perform on the Ed Sullivan Show and decided to form a band alongside along with countless other teenage boys of his generation. And he also happened to be into Bruce's sister Virginia. So whenever he would go over to the Springsteen home to see Virginia, to meet Virginia, if you will, um, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bruce was actually I really want to be, be her king. Just, say what? I really want to be her king. Isn't that the lyric? <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, it's train man. I, yeah. I wish um, Pat Monahan wasn't as cool as he is. He's a cool guy. He's cool though. Every time you see Pat Monahan, you want to be like, "Come on!" But he's super cool, and you're yeah. just like, "I hope Pat Monahan likes me." He can't stop being cool. He's so cool. So, so whenever George Thies would go over to the Springsteen home, Bruce was like, sitting there playing his, his guitar. So George, having just still on the contact high of seeing the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, George invites Bruce to start a band with him. So they were both students at Freehold Regional High School at the time. And that was in uh, 1964, I guess. And so the Castiles disbanded in 1968. Um, about when the boys would have been graduating high school. So uh, so the, the Castiles had a four-year run, and they were sort of a, like, like a local high school band. Um, and they recorded two songs, and one of them was this one. And Bruce decided that for chapter and verse, he was going to put this on there in honor of his first band and his friend George Thies. And um, sadly, George Thies died in 2018. And Bruce has actually said that some of the material, and we'll get to this later on in the, in the season, but some of the material on Letter to You was written in the aftermath of George Thies' death. Songs like Ghosts and Last Man Standing, because Bruce is actually the last living member of the Castiles, which is oh. kind of sad. Um, but those are podcasts for the future. In fact, I was just looking at my vinyl copy of Letter to You the other day, and on the sleeve inside where, that holds the first disc... Um, on one side, it has a picture of Bruce Springsteen walking in the snow, and on the opposite side, it has a picture of five young high school age looking guys who look like they're posing for a band photo, and I'm pretty sure that's the Castiles. So, yeah, that feels like the Castiles. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's the that's the backstory. So that's what, what we're listening to. So, Baby Eye is one of the two recorded songs by the Castiles. So, JB, the, here's the question: Do you like this song? Uh, so as a 
relic that we received as a part of the book. I thought it was so wonderful. Yeah, it's it's nice to have something that goes in the museum of Bruce Springsteen, right? Yeah, I thought it was. I loved it. I, I cherish the fact that we got to hear little baby Bruce's band, and then we got to read those stories while we listened to it. I thought that whole experience was wonderful. April read it over my shoulder on the subway when we were in New York or Chicago. For some reason, that's my memory of reading that book. It was wonderful. Oh, we nice. loved it. And uh, I, I, as a song that we have to talk about, like for 15 minutes on a podcast, I don't really care for it in any sort of like <laughs> technical way. Yeah. I mean, for what this is, it's pretty impressive, right? This is like a bunch of 16-year-olds in 1966 recording a song that they wrote. Like, that, and it sounds enough like the Kinks or something, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds enough like their influences to where it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, but it's not a song. I, I'm not at all surprised that Bruce didn't go back and be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to re-record Baby Eye, you know, for... Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, uh, for one of my albums. Like, like he, he obviously moved way past this as a songwriter but it is like you said as an artifact it is interesting it's it's good to have there have been occasions not recently but as adults where members of my like high school band will play we're gonna rock this place for each other in like an inopportune moment <laughs> yeah like we'll be you know hanging out or something and somebody will come up behind us with the guitar or something and just be like bum 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 and everybody in the room will turn a little bit red and be like, I can't believe we put our names on that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I mean, and good for Bruce for being like, yeah, I'll put this out. I want, I want people to know what the Castile sounded like. Um, oh, yeah, this is way better than ours was. And the melodies <laughs> are great. I love the melody. It's super fun. The energy is great. Speaking of Memphis, like last week, it does definitely feel like a – it's got some of that like uh, street punk sock hop energy, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah, yeah, it does um, have that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. Well, never mind. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, uh, so I found this background on it somewhere on the internet, uh, and that I've forgotten because <laughs> I just copied and pasted it here. <laughs> But uh, it says they recorded it in May 18th, 1966 at Mystery Music Incorporated, a record booth in the Brick Mall Shopping Center in Bricktown, New Jersey. And uh, it was the first time Springsteen's voice and guitar on captured on vinyl, and, according to Dave Marsh. And uh, the session cost $50. And uh, he said they wrote it in the backseat of... Their manager, Tex Vineyard's 1961 Ford Mercury on the way to the recording. <laughs> really? I didn't hear that part. That's that's interesting. Yeah, he said they, said, uh, they cut it simply because Vineyard said, let's make a record. They didn't collectively have any idea of distribution or getting signed to a label. Yeah. Yeah, so Baby Eye and That's What You Get were written in the backseat of Tex's car on the way to the studio to record them. I mean, considering how, like, quickly they wrote it that makes it a little bit more impressive yeah yeah for sure for sure so yeah and i mean i don't know how much of this is bruce and how much of this is george these and you know like um so it's hard to even say like how much of this like would go into future iterations of bruce springsteen i mean obviously bruce felt like it was seminal enough to, to include it on chapter and verse um but i don't know 
you know, like I, I don't I don't know how much of this is just him being like, yeah, there was this guy named George Deese and he was a really important part of my life for a little while. So, you know. Yeah. Would it uh would it be insane to abstain from rating this song? <laughs> oh, I think people would rebel if we did that. It's just, what does rating this song accomplish? I, I mean, that's a good point. Like, you don't want to be like, yeah, this song's bad. Because it's like, yeah, Bruce, I don't think Bruce is out here saying, like, he deserves a Grammy for this. But, like, no. um, but at the same time, I don't know. Do you want to abstain? Do you want, do you want to say we're not going to? I'll give really... it three. <laughs> we were just going to abstain. <laughs> I'll give it three. So three that we what? Can just, that's a hard middle. Okay. Three garage bands? Yeah. Okay. I give it two. Two garage bands. It's harsh. Well, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't ever listen to it. Oh, like, I don't give it three. Sorry, I give it two and a half. Okay, it's a little I give harsher. It an ad, like a neutral. Just, yeah, medium. I give it gray. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know on the wire when Stringer Bell does this whole like spiel about a, like it's like a forty de- degree day. Nobody cares about a forty degree day. It's, yeah, <laughs> this is a forty degree day. Yeah. Um. It's an eggshell white. Yeah. Um. And like I like I said, I never listen to this. Like I'm I'm never um, I'm I'm never like you know what I, I'm in the mood for a little baby eye. Like I, uh, I again, it's like we said, it, it it's it's interesting. It's good to have for what it is. Um, it's it's oh, a relic. You know that at school the next week, everybody thought this was the hottest shit. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they did. I'm sure this was like. And and you know those all, all five of those kids in the Castiles were like strutting around like they were the Rolling Stones. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, but now we know what they were. What Bruce ultimately would become capable of, and so like this is this is nowhere near what what he could do, you know, ultimately. So oh for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah man. So that's uh, that's Baby Eye. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> I've been feeling like that a lot lately. I, you know, I, I feel like we're we're getting through a lot of interesting stuff, uh, in, interesting artifacts to get to the real meat of things. Which, interestingly enough, our, our next episode we're going to be doing our first like true, honest to God, Bruce Springsteen original um, since the beginning of this year, this uh, season. So, um, pretty stoked about that. I'm just excited to get into the meat of things. Me too. Me too. We're going to get to, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Our next episode is going to be Burn and Train mm. from Letter to You. So that's, a that's great song. It is, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. And he, he's been doing it live. Or at least, uh, as, as of this he, recording, he's done it live. He once. did it live as of this recording. The, the, one, okay. the one time he's performed. He's yes. Performed. But I mean, I re- I, and that's the weird thing about being so far in the future. Like, we're, um, by, by the time this drops, we will know if we've seen Burn and Train live. So, um, so it's going to be, you know, we, 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 can't, so I, I guess we won't be able to say for sure when the last time he played it was because he's currently on tour. So it's, it's a moving target. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he has never, as far as I know, as a solo artist, played baby eye live. So. Uh, sorry. I, just, <laughs> I was just trying so hard to think of what else to say about baby. Eye. Yeah. I, I feel like we've, uh, We've really done our best to, yeah. to say as much as we can about this song. Um, well, I guess we could read the lyrics. I haven't printed out, but I don't know. I don't know. It's mostly necessary. just "Baby I." Yeah, "Baby I don't need your tender kiss." "Baby I will never." "I." "Baby I, you will never miss." "Baby I don't want you round me no more." "Baby I." So. Well, how about you tell me what's uh, what have you been listening to? 
That's um, sort of a theme for you right now. What's your jukebox check-in? Well, um, I, like I said before, I, I've been listening to a lot of Bruce Springsteen because I'm getting geared up for the tour. So, yeah. um, But uh, I, I, I did mention, I, I can't remember if we were on air or off air. I went to the record store and bought um, Big Star's Radio City, which I, I've, I have... I think I think we were on air when I mentioned that, and so I, I picked up that. I I just I have I haven't received it yet, but I ordered by mail George Harrison's um, "All Things Must Pass." I had a gift card. Oh, cool! Um, it's it's very expensive, so there was the only way I was ever going to do that was if I had a gift what card. <laughs> um, and so I got that, and then I also just ordered um, Yola's "Walk Through Fire" on vinyl. Oh, so, dude, yeah, that was such a good record. I love that record, and I've been looking for it for years on vinyl, and I just I I, I finally just knuckled down or. I finally just bit the bullet and was like, you know what? If Amazon's the only ones willing to sell this to me. I'm just gonna have to order. I never order records on Amazon, but I, I did this time. So um, yeah, I got a pretty good record store about 20 minutes from my house, and I I like to go there as much as I can. But they do not carry Yola, so that, what uh, am I supposed to do? Um, I went in. You know what's funny? I went into the record store, and I had a list. I, I I've been walking around with with a list on my phone. It's ever growing list of of uh, records that I want. And one album that I just put on the list is His and Hers by Pulp. And I walked in, and they're playing it over the speakers. Get out of here! No, like talk about obscure and random and banana. Like I walk in, and I'm like. They're playing Pulp right now. Like, there's no one ever plays Pulp when you walk into a record store. And so I walk over to the guy at the counter, and he said, can I help you find anything? And I said, actually, I'm looking for the thing that you're spinning right now. I want to buy this record. And he's like, oh, man, this is just my iPod. We don't have any Pulp. Uh, it was so disheartening. I was so sad. But I was like, you're kidding me. No one ever – like, he's like, I love Pulp. I wish we carried Pulp. We just don't carry any Pulp. So, Dang, dude. I know, man. It was it was a near miss. But uh, uh, So that's, that's my jukebox check-in. What about you? Um, there's this song by David Ramirez, I Want to Live in Your Bedroom. I don't know. It's a really intense, weird song, but I've been listening to it a lot lately. I don't know that that's like a check-in necessarily. I mean, if you've been listening to it. But we did listen to Otis Redding on the way over from church on Sunday in the car. Apropos, like I had not, we had not decided that we were recording this week at that time. It's just, we were not having, I was not like, didn't have stacks on the brain. Yeah. I just was like sitting in church and I was like, I want to listen to Otis Redding. And we did when we got in the car, and it was wonderful. Was it Otis Blue? It was or Doc of the Bay. Doc of the Bay. Lovely. Love that. Yeah, because I just feel like we have to enjoy that extra. Because mm. he didn't get to. So, so good. Oh, also, we were talking about this, but this is going to be my theme for the rest of the week. They just like re released Chronic or something. It was just on The Chronic, Dr. Yeah. Trey, <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. <laughs> on. Uh, I don't know why it popped up. It was just like on my homepage. It it just says announcements. Maybe they just got it on Spotify for the first time or something. I don't know. So nice. I've been listening to that a little bit. I haven't listened to that in a long time. The drums are the drum sounds are so good. Yeah. So a lot, I think probably some lyrics don't hold up. So probably not. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll just. See if I can find a drum tracks only version. Yeah. That's a pretty great album though. It's, yeah, it sounds so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's good. Um I'm trying to think of what else. I uh I did I, I got some new speakers recently for my my record player, and the first thing I spun to listen to just to test the speakers out was Wildflowers by Tom Petty. And okay. that sounded amazing. Like I yeah. really it really that that I'll tell you what if you, if you get a new pair of speakers that's a good one to, to test drive. So, All right, 
Let's take this bad boy for a test drive. Put on a little wildflowers. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I'm always always looking for the next next great thing to listen to. Margo yeah. Margo Price has a new album coming out. It's Ooh. um it, Magnolia Record Club is shipping it to me as we speak. So cool. I'm pretty uh, pretty stoked about that. Oh, Boy Genius just dropped some new tour dates. We're gonna they're coming to Dallas. In they're June. they're on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. They're good so for cool. them. They're so cool. Yeah. I'm so proud of those girls. Yeah. Speaking of people who never called us back. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the people we actually did reach out to. Yeah. I was like, Julian, what's up? Hey. Just never heard back there. Sorry, I got to go pose for my Rolling Stone cover issue. Yeah, she was, to be fair, <laughs> she was a little bit busy blowing up at yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She I'm... went from being like a college student to like an embodied conscious of a guitar part. Yeah, she's done yeah. very well for herself. I'm excited yeah. about the new Boy Genius material. I, I think it's going to be... Um, so far, it's looking like it might be a pretty good year for music. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Things are shipping up. Oh, we talked about this offline a couple times. Just a quick plug. If you're not watching The Last of Us... Oh, man. It takes a little bit of personal fortitude. But it is a beautiful show. And the third episode... It's the most beautiful episode of television I've ever seen. April and I were screaming, crying, and um, yeah, my wife yelling, watched it with me. Like, and she sobbed. We were like, "Why do we let Neil Druckmann and Craig what's his face do this to us? Like, why do we voluntarily, time after time, come back to this well?" Are those the writers of the show? So Neil Druckmann was one of the directors writers for the game, and he's one of the writers for the show. Oh, and then Craig is the guy that did. The um, he did um, Chernobyl. Oh right, right, right. Which yeah. was incredible. If you haven't seen that, it was. It was very good. It was brilliant, and uh, it was all I could think about for weeks after I watched it. And then he um also was like a punch up comedy writer for a long time. So it's funny when I see Chernobyl, I don't like, think I bet the guy who wrote this is a punch up comedy writer. Yeah, they call him in to take over something like Hangover <laughs> Three if it went off the rails. Like he, yeah. I think Hangover Three was one, and he just like was a, such a known quantity that he could do whatever. And he was like, "Hey, I want to show run the show about Chernobyl," and HBO like let him do it, and he did so good that now he has like the credit card. And so then he met Neil Druckmann, and he was like, "Yeah, I want to be your best friend, but also I want to put this on TV." Nice. And Neil was like, cool. So That's awesome. They're, yeah, they're incredible. Well, they're doing and, yeah. great work. Absolutely. Mm. All right. Well, I think we may be done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we may have exhausted the Castiles. I think here. so. Um, but th- th- that was a good idea to sort of fill the time a little bit. Because we, we don't want to be dropping like eight-minute episodes. Like we're, no. We realize that that's a little bit... Um, crappy so we want to we want to try and put put out an, enough to make people at least glad that they downloaded the oh a new so. episode hey bye oh. yeah especially since we're only doing one a week right now yeah. so um anyway so our, our next episode hopefully we'll get into the meat of things and we'll, we'll have a lot more to talk about because we're gonna be talking about burning train so um everybody get excited about that we're in the bees folks so get stoked and uh until next time i'm Rob originals we're in original territory originals yeah Oh yes, you're right because it's an original song. I was like, wait. I was like, wait, did I get something wrong? No, you're you're right. I just, I was I was in exit mode and I, I was. I was already checked out. 
What are you talking about, JP? <laughs> what do you mean originals? Yes, you're right. We absolutely. went over this. <laughs> when we're leaving, where we're ending the show, you stop talking. We just gotta end it. <laughs> we just gotta park this car. So um, anyway, yes, we're we're entering into the originals territory for sure. Um, and until then, I'm Rob. That's JB, and we'll see y'all later. Bye.